Well, I have questions about this plant-based burger craze that's taking over our country. In fact, plant-based proteins everywhere and all kinds of uh, protein varieties. So I needed the advice of a, a, a person who understands food better than anybody I know, my buddy, Chef Carl Ruiz. Uh, he is the guy behind many victories on Guy's Grocery Games on the Food Network, but uh, the owner, purveyor, head chef of La Cubana in New York City on 15th Street, between 9th and 10th, by the way, if you're in the neighborhood. Uh, Carl, I appreciate you carving out some time to talk about this. Um, I'm going to call it a craze, but I might call it crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. I'm going to start with saying it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, Um, have you tried this stuff, right? Haven't you? I tried Impossible Burger. The first one I tried obviously was in Los Angeles when it first came out uh, two and a half, three and a half years ago. Really? I tried the Impossible Burger 1.0. Wow. Well, and the, it was awful. There was that. It be, was awful. There was Beyond Burger, then the Impossible Burger. And I got a feeling there's one called I Can't Believe It's a Burger or something like that. I, I, yeah, the Impossible Burger is probably the front runner. It was created, uh, by a scientist in Stanford University. Really? A Stanford guy did it. Yeah. The, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, when I think delicious, I think scientist. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, yesterday I bought two of them, put them side by side. Okay. I, I went to right. Burger King, and I got the Impossible Burger uh, Whopper, and I got the regular Whopper. And I cut them in half. And looked at them. And the regular Whopper, you know, it's beautiful. It's, it even was kind of a little pink on the inside. And I was like, wow, they didn't completely dry it out and flame it to uh, well done. And then I looked at right. the, the uh, Impossible Whopper, and it looked uh, it looked like, like a piece of cardboard. I heard you describe it with Opie as a sponge, and that's kind of what it looked like. Yeah, because that's basically what it is. It's a it's a it's a meat flavored sponge. <laughs> it's it's um, you know, when I, I'm watching the Impossible Burger as it unfolds and the Impossible Chicken, and don't even mention Impossible Tuna. But what what it is is the, the company's constantly changing its narrative. You know, at, at, at the beginning it was this is better for you, and then they find out you know it's got 14 grams of fat. It's got nine grams um, of carbs. It has half the protein of a regular burger. It has 16% of your daily intake of salt. Wow. Right? So then, so, and, and, and the best one, it's a GMO. So it's, it has genetically, uh, to create the, the, the blood and all that, that's a GMO. So it flies in the face of everything um, that, that people are constantly preaching, you know, uh, eat healthy, eat organic. And at the same time, that same person's eating this mutant. And the only testing they did on it was they fed it to rats for 28 days. And they said, <laughs> and they said, yeah, it's good. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait a second. I'm in New York city. 
I've seen rats eat everything for 28 days, and they're good. They can eat sheetrock for 28 days. <laughs> yeah, it's so ridiculous. So I think down the road, um, you know, I've, I've had my experience with, with genetically altered animals like uh, salmon, and they're not good. You know, the, the end results are, are not good, not good for the body. Um, you know, we might be living in 2019, but our digestive system is from the dark ages. It hasn't evolved at all. It, it, it's, it's caveman levels. So all this stuff that people are doing now, short term, you know, you make a lot of money, but long term, I don't think it's going to be healthy. I really don't. Well, I... and, it's just, and it's funny to me. It's funny to me how the same people that are, you know, uh, screaming at Monsanto for, for GMO seeds and, and all the pesticides that go on stuff and, and all this stuff is the same exact person loving this stupid thing. So it's going, it's, it went from it's healthy to, okay, well, it's not that healthy. And then it went from, well, it's a, it's a great alternative to meat. And then they saw the nutritional effects and said, well, not necessarily. And now they're basically just hanging their hat on saying, uh, we're just killing less cows, which probably isn't true either. This is ama it's amazing to me. I picked up the uh, the package afterwards to read the ingredients because you really should read the ingredients of what you're eating. Right. And if you look at the Beyond right. Burgers, here, here are the main ingredients. And the first ingredients, they're all in importance, uh, order of uh, highest percentage inside. Ingredients, mm -hmm. pea protein isolate which means they take peas right. and they extract uh, the protein from it. Expeller-pressed right. canola oil. Not just canola oil, expeller-pressed. Refined coconut oil. Then water, yeast extract, maltodextrin. And it's all this junk down there that, and even uh, beet juice extract, which I've heard they put that in there to make it look like that was blood coming from the burger. Right. Which is... Right, I, and, that, and they mixed up the beet juice with hem, and hem is a is uh, a genetically modified soy protein um, that creates that wonderful spongy uh, texture, and which will probably make you blind in twenty years when we figure it out. <laughs> well, now this is the question. Um, we rushed into the whole vaping cr thing years ago, a couple of years ago, and now we're finding out it's a terrible thing for us. How do we know this created protein substitute isn't bad for us in the long run? We don't know. And no one can talk to the 28-day uh, rats. No one knows where they are, <laughs> if they like it or not. But, but it, you know, this is the thing, you know, uh, but this is the new food culture, right? Everything gets rushed to market. Everyone's creating solutions to problems that we don't have, and it's marketing. So, so I, know, I know very strict vegans. I wouldn't call them friends because I don't think they're normal people, but I know, I, I know them. <laughs> I, I can have five-minute conversation with them. Uh, and none of them eat the Impossible Burger. Do you know why? Because the true vegans don't like the flavor of meat. Oh. Right? It's out of their cycle. So... They made it so realistic that it doesn't make any sense. Like, I am 100% okay with a natural uh, bean burger or a vegetable burger because you're, you're getting somewhere, right? You're, it's healthy. Uh, it doesn't have salt. It doesn't have, you know, uh, scientific binders in it. It's just vegetables in a patty or, be or legumes in a patty. That makes sense to me. And I can appreciate a very good vegetable burger when I have one. 
I'm not in the business of eating science projects. You know, that, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. If it has no nutritional value, if it has nothing except, uh, except buzz, uh, I'm not going to be part of it. Well, you brought, up, you brought up a really important point. Uh, the vegans and most vegans, I have a brother and a, his wife who are vegans, and they haven't consumed. Hear that. Uh, it's a very long discussion. Uh, uh, Thanksgiving must be a thrill. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm never at their house for Thanksgiving. Let's just put it that way. But, you know, they don't remember or appreciate the taste of meat anymore. It's They're turned off by right. it. So these companies have created something. And they've tried to make it taste like meat, so the vegans, their biggest market isn't going to buy it, and the people who like meat are going to take a bite of it and say, this doesn't taste anything like meat. I read one review in the Washington Examiner that said it's worse than a knockoff designer handbag. And I was like, wow, that, that's absolutely spot on. I took bites of both of mine, of the regular Whopper, and it is reliable. The Whopper's pretty darn reliable. And then I took a bite right. of the uh, Impossible Whopper, and it's just, it has a terrible smell, and the, right. the, the texture is awful, and I took a bite and a half, and I gave up. I threw my hat in the ring. I, said, or I, I threw my towel in the ring and said, I'm done here. I can't eat this. So Burger King, you get an F from me on it. And judging from what Carl Ruiz has said, uh, it's a fail, too. So let's talk about something that's not a fail, Carl. The restaurant. Okay. La Cubana. Yes. It's happening. Yes. And uh, people, people should go if they go to New York. It's on 15th Street between 9th and 10th. It's uh, right there by the Chelsea Market. And you're not open Sundays yet, but you're entertaining brunch. Yes, we're going to do brunch. Uh, we're, we're, I'm testing recipes right now. We're going to bring in the Cuban sandwich. And you know how people hate me because of my whole Cuban sandwich debacle. <laughs> so that's going to be fun. And, uh, yeah, we're, so we're getting ready for brunch. It's going to be live music. Um, and, you know, people are going to really, they're going to drink a lot of sangria in the morning. And uh, we're going to watch what unfolds. I need to get myself back to New York on a more regular basis, just for the Ropa Vieja. I just, I need to Ropa come Ropa Vieja, empanadas, <sighs> drinks, and live music at 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning is going to be good for the soul. I'll tell you that much. It's a beautiful thing. Carl Ruiz, thank you, my friend. We appreciate you. Thank you, brother. All right, thanks, folks. Thanks for calling.